EM Board Bombs. Now, here's Doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is a little bit more enjoyable now. I'm Iltafat Hussein. I'm joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. For each 10-minute episode we do, you gain a high-yield board knowledge bomb. As we like to say, come for the stems, stay for the content, because we have the most fun actually creating the stems. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes, as well as printed handouts to our topics can be seen on our website, emboardbombs.com. That's emboardbombs.com. Dr. Briggs, are you ready for another topic? I'm wearing a brand new t-shirt right now. I'm feeling pretty fresh. Let's do it. Nice. Nice. I like it. All right. So let's go ahead and start with our STEM. So you are called to evaluate a 56-year-old male who was involved in a dirt bike crash. The patient was attempting to recreate the scene from Mad Max Fury Road. So it's Fury Road, remember. Movie. Yeah, but a good exactly. movie. This is a pretty good movie, a couple of years old. We're not talking about the 70s and 80s versions yet, all right? Where the banding group, the Rock Riders, were attempt- attempting to stop Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron from reaching the green place, a utopia of running water and safety. The patient apparently <laughs> was on a I know, right? <laughs> the patient apparently <laughs> was on a dirt bike jump. And they're jumping from this uh this thing, and they lost control of the bike and slid <laughs> off the slid off the road onto an embankment. He presents with the intact airway, breathing, and initial blood pressure uh, is reassuring. So intact airway, breathing, and, and blood pressure is fine. On secondary exam, he cannot move his right forearm which displays a laceration measuring, this is key, 12 centimeters, roughly square areas. The standard chest and pelvis radiographs are taken and they're unremarkable. He's sent to the CT scanner and results are pending. So besides trauma evaluation and analgesia, which of the following is the next best step to managing this patient? Is it A, IV cefazolin should be started? Is it B, closed reduction at bedside? Is it C, IV cefazolin and gentamicin administration? Is it D, soap and water washout at bedside? Or is it E, direct tourniquet application if there is bleeding present? The correct hey, answer- before you before you give the correct answer, I just I, I don't know the answer yet. Is it is it are you using Dawn soap and water or just just brand like hospital generic? No, it's gotta be Dawn. It's gotta be Dawn. You know, okay, Dawn good. is so much easier on the hands. That could change my answer. Go ahead. Go ahead and give it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the answer is C, IV cefazolin and gentamicin administration. Good so, choice. Right, right. So again, a, a key thing here is going to be the size of that wound. Um, and what we're going to talk about is, you know, some of you might have been thinking, oh, it was IV cefazolin by itself. Um, so we'll go into that some more because that's an important thing to distinguish here. This is going to be a short uh, EM board bomb, but it's going to deliver a really high yield topic here. Uh, so let's let's talk about this some more. You want to hear a quick story? Yeah, obviously, always. Obviously, this beats doing board questions. So, one of my good friends, uh, he's an orthopedic doctor out in Oregon, in Portland, and uh, I remember he told me he's like, yeah, he's like, I was 
managing some some floor patients and he said i never thought it was a facebook post he's like i never thought i would be treating atrial fibrillation on the floor as an orthopedic doctor and then someone who was an er doc had posted below that as a response and said i didn't know you could give ANSEF for atrial fibrillation (laughs) (laughs) i like it that's good it was i about died all right we love we love our orthopedic colleagues Great ones at Wake. Yeah, man, we're uh, very lucky. In our institution, we, they're very, yeah, very good. Collegial, very collegial atmosphere. Very collegial. You got here going at Wake Forest. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And this is this is a big thing. Um, open fractures are considered an orthopedic emergency, and they should be. Um, this is, you know, ABCs first with every trauma patient, and the question stem leads you down that road. It's telling you, hey, his ABCs are intact, and he's already had CT scan because he was a stable trauma patient. And he's actually pretty lucky if this is the only injury from a dirt bike accident. I think he actually did Mad well. Max, Fury Road. <laughs> the Ma- sure. It was a mediocre, mediocre performance. If you saw Come Mad on. Max, you would know that phrase. Um, so antibiotics and tetanus prophylaxis are are the most important thing you can do. The most important thing you can do. And the choice of antibiotic actually depends on the Gastille class. Did you like that? Gastille. Oh, <laughs> the Barcelona Barcelona list. Ugh. So Gastille. Gastille class, which we'll talk about in a minute. You don't necessarily have to know the class, all the classes in the particular. Also pronounced by some as Gastillo. Just FYI. Yeah, yeah, but but I looked up this Gastillo guy. Um, and he's actually a he's still living. He's a doctor, and you know where he's a doctor at? Oh, it's gotta be Europe. We're in Europe, is it? I thought so, but he's actually in the Philippines. Nice try. What? Nice try. Totally, totally off. <laughs> so <laughs> he's an island in the middle of the Pacific. So yeah, he's in the Philippines. He's like a Filipino doctor. He's like a famous orthopedic world renowned because he can put the Castillo, Castillo class. So it is Castillo. So you don't have to know the Castillo class, and you're probably still wondering what the what the hell are these two talking about, Castillo yeah. class? They haven't even talked about it yet. So we'll talk about it at the end, because right now we're gonna go through just the stuff you need to know for the boards. Remember, just the stuff you need to know. The full Gastillo class is really kind of advanced, and you don't necessarily have to know to get the question right. So antibiotics and tetanus, the most important things you can do. The choice of antibiotic depends on this Gastillo class. When someone has a gunshot wound, all you need is a one-time dose of first-generation cephalosporin, and that's cefazolin, also called ANCEF. When someone has an open fracture, however, they need continuous antibiotics and tetanus until they have washed out in the OR and then eventual you know, operative fixation of that fracture. So the first step always in these fractures, and that's what this question is getting at, is antibiotics and tetanus. The second step is, you know, controlling the bleeding. If there's obvious bleeding, and, you know, they definitely don't want tourniquets on damaged extremities. That's kind of a no-brainer. You shouldn't be going clamping things you can't see. And then the assessment, of course, looking at the actual wound, you should notice that antibiotics comes before neurovascular intact, right? Because that's not going to change, even if they are or are not neurovascularly intact, you should always still start antibiotics, even if they're going to the OR in like five minutes. So, you know, ABIs you can do in which a normal ABI is greater than 0.9. And then, of course, you consult vascular surgery if an ABI is less than 0.9. And then you can also do a saline load test if you're concerned for a traumatic arthrotomy. Again, all this stuff is secondary or tertiary after antibiotics and tetanus. The dressing, you know, you should never be picking things out like debris-wise. You should remove like gross debris, like a massive piece of wood or a big rock or something like that yeah. <laughs> sticking out of the arm. But you should never, ever take out bone fragments ever, um, which is also kind of a no brainer. I don't know who goes picking for bone fragments. Um, you should do sterile saline soaked dressing. And here's the kicker right here, because this stuff actually, I think, is done in the real world. On boards, there is no evidence for aggressive antiseptic washout in the ED. So no Dawn or no generic soap and no antiseptic betadine. This can actually push debris further, deeper into the wound, and that's obviously suboptimal. 
if the OR is delayed by like one to two hours, then you consider like a saline irrigation. But all that stuff sounds kind of wishy-washy. No pun intended. That was pretty good. That was accidental. That is not a pri- that was not a priority. Antibiotics are the ultimate priority. If you've noticed, all the stuff I've said so far after antibiotics is like, yeah, we do it sometimes. We don't do it in this case. So obviously the answer to this, the constant management option for these patients with open fractures is always antibiotics and tetanus first. And then you're probably wondering, okay, well, you know, what antibiotics do I use? We already talked about cefazolin. Why is C correct? Why do I have to give gentamicin as well? And here we get to the Gastille classifications. Do you want to go through the Gastille classifications, Dr. Hussain? I bet you can summarize this into a very simplified approach. Yeah, I'm going to keep it very simple because we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of this, right? No, there's no reason to. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to tell you in terms of boards and, you know, the antibiotics to add here. So type 1 and type 2. So like type 1, let's start with that. So wound is less than 1 centimeter, a simple fracture. Type 2, wound is greater than 1 centimeter, a common neuter fracture. Type 3... A, the wound is greater than 10 centimeters. It's comminuted, contaminated. There's some periosteal stripping. So this is where you add the gentamicin and your plus minus penicillin, right? So for type 1, type 2, this is just ANSEF, right? So cefazolin is what you're giving. Now, mm-hmm. for type 3, when you have a wound greater than 10 centimeters, that's why at the beginning I mentioned it was key that we were talking about a wound that was you know, greater than 10 centimeters. It was 12 centimeters in the fantastic stem that we had. Anyway, so there- God, it was lovely. Yeah, exactly. We added gentamicin, right? So now you can do penicillin if there's penicillin on top of gentamicin, if there's concern for anaerobic um, or, you know, say it's a farm injury, right? Uh, But again, the key- Farm injury. I know, I know. Just- on a tractor. I know, yeah. <laughs> or something, right? We'll do a stem. Uh, we'll do a stem about that later uh, on. Oh man, I know that's just a right picking right there. So, it, so I'm for adding, type one, I'm, type I'm adding to that to that topics to continue list. Oh, good, good, I like it. Uh, so, type one, type two, uh, you're doing uh, sulfazolin. When you get to type three, and that's when that wound is greater than ten centimeters, that's when you need to add on the gentamicin. That's probably the biggest thing that you're going to be tested on. And again, the penicillin plus or minus. Now, type 3B is a wound greater than 10 centimeters. Again, you do the same thing um, in terms of the antibiotic management. And then this would require more surgical treatment. Type 3C, that's when the wound is greater than 10 centimeters. And that's, again, the same as above, but you're, you, know, you have a neurovascular injury there. And that's where, again, uh, you need surgical treatment. So... Those are the main things to consider. Uh, quinolones in fresh water, salt water injury, you can consider those. Uh, but again, for board studying, for the purpose of this, really what we're trying to get to understand is that it's you know greater than 10 centimeters, that's when you're adding on uh, gentamicin to the cefazolin. Because oftentimes- That's you're fantastic. Gonna, you're going to give yeah. that option of just uh, cefazolin, and that's what we're so used to giving, right? The last thing I'll mention is always make sure that you're looking for even a small cut or laceration underneath the legs. I can't tell you how many times folks come in and they've got a fracture and then you look at their heel or you look kind of very distal uh, fibula area and it's got a small cut and it's actually, you know, an open wound. Um, so, you know, make sure you do a good physical exam on these. Yeah. So just to, let me synthesize this because this is just fantastic. So the Gastille classifications, you know, are ANSEF as your baseline antibiotic plus tetanus for types one and two. The number 10 here, that's the key number, greater than 10 centimeters. You're going to start giving gentamicin plus or minus penicillin if you're concerned about anaerobic injury. 
You're also going to add quinolones if you're concerned about freshwater or saltwater injury. So a classic example of this, of course, would be someone that's a young person doing water sports and they crash, you know, from a boat crash or they're water skiing or wakeboarding or, or whatever, surfing. I don't care. They're out in the water, salt or freshwater, and you're going to need to add quinolones for that. Um, I feel like that could be an easy stem too. That'd be a very difficult question because most people don't know that. Um, but I think that would be a, a def- definite stem that's based on evidence. So yeah, that's the numbers. The number 10, once you reach greater than 10 centimeters of an open fracture, you're going to add gentamicin plus or minus penicillin or quinolones, depending on the story, the mechanism of injury. And then I wouldn't worry about, you know, beyond that, beyond three, it's like, okay, that's an, that's an orthopedic management issue. I'm um, not to just pun it on them, but that's where the experts come in and handle the thing. It's really my job and our job as emergency physicians to recognize what needs the most optimal, you know, um, resuscitative management at that time. You got it. Awesome. All right. Like That's great. It. You want to lead us out? As always, another board bomb delivered. Remember to subscribe to iTunes. Drop us a review. Again, if you're going to drop less than a five-star review, don't worry about it. It's all good. Don't even bother. <laughs> don't even bother. It's like a 10% <laughs> tip. I don't even care. No, don't even bother. All right. <laughs> um, oh, man. I have some story. I used to work at Ruby Tuesdays back in the day, but I have some this <laughs> You were at Ruby Tuesdays? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I worked there for years. Great. How was that um, salad bar? Oh, geez, don't, let's not talk about the salad bar. Let's add uh, some quinolones to that salad bar. Uh, man, uh, when, when you look back at some of the things. Anyway, so uh, be sure to go to our website, ianboardbombs.com. That's where we have a lot of these handouts, and that's where you, you'll you get a heads up on future episodes and content. Um, and again, uh, please subscribe to our iTunes podcast and drop us a review. Thanks. See you next time.